Welcome to the Breathe Podcast, where we explore the intersection of faith and creativity. We interview artists from all walks of life to discover how faith plays a role in their art and expression, hoping to encourage you to live a life of creativity and faith. And now, please welcome your co-hosts, Derek Engoy, Christian Mendoza, and Kevin Horton. back to the Breathe Faith and Creativity podcast. On the heels of that incredible episode one and two with Mimi Barker, I did some further research into Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Mimi had mentioned several times during the previous two episodes of his amazing poem, Who Am I? And I, for one, hadn't really looked into the origin of that poem. I, however, did know of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and his untimely demise at the hands of the Nazis in the 40s. I had heard that story before, but never really delved. And so I wanted to do a little bonus episode and look at the impression of what I call the letter. And this letter, of course, was written in the 19th century by Bonhoeffer. And then I wanted to also include an amazing poem by our own Derek Ongoy out of his book, Letters. And the common denominator that I saw was these are two letters written to the same audience in different times and different circumstances. And this is the beautiful part about this bonus episode is I wanted to bring the two together because they both talk about the same theme. And I did a little bit of research off of Wikipedia, so I want to give the credit where it's due, where it talked about the untimely demise of Pastor Bonhoeffer. And it looks like that he was sentenced to death in April 1945 by the SS, which is from Nazi Germany. And I want to read a eyewitness account of, of what happened. And it tells you a little bit about the soul of the man and, and his intention. And it's an um, eyewitness account of an Everhard Bether, B-E-T-H-G-E. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I don't want to try. He was a student and close friend of Bonhoeffer, and he saw the execution, and I quote, I saw Pastor Bonhoeffer kneeling on the floor praying fervently to God. I was most deeply moved by the way this lovable man pl- prayed, so devout and so certain that God heard his prayer. Think about that for a second. Under the circumstances where he is, he's in a concentration camp, he's about to be executed. And I don't know how all of us would act toward that situation, but I would say, I think about how focused he is at the moment. And it states, I was deeply moved by the way this lovable man prayed so devout and so certain that God heard his prayer. At the place of execution, he again said a short prayer and then climbed the few steps to the gallows, brave and composed. His death ensued after a few seconds. And this part hit me. In the almost 50 years that I worked as a doctor, I have hardly ever seen a man die so entirely submissive to the will of God. And once you hear this famous poem that Mimi alluded to, which is, Who Am I? Now you have a little insight into the man that wrote it, 
I just wanted to give that little bit of historical backlog to the two poems that you'll hear now. And in this interesting pairing, I want to read to you the back portion of Derek Ongoy's letters book, where it gave a, a, a bit of a sample of what all of the poems are like. And the poem that I'm going to be reading is called Dance With Me. But on the back of the book, it states, Derek Ongoy's book offers poetry as a form of letter writing to his kin, culture, and creator. Derek invites readers into the private nature of his written reflections to the family he holds, the loved ones he has lost, and the God who promises more than what this world has to offer. Think about that statement. Cross-reference it back with what was going on with Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And we're approaching maybe 70 years difference. Different circumstances, different situations, but the same God and the same message. And this summary continues stating this collection of epistolary poems, honest yet comforting, personal yet relatable, will leave a lasting impression far beyond the page. And that is my hope here, is you see the beautiful correlation between 70 years of difference, two different authors, but the same letter. Who am I? Who am I? They often tell me, I come out of my cell. Calmly, cheerfully, resolutely, like a lord from his palace. Who am I? They often tell me, I used to speak to my warders, freely and friendly and clearly, as though it were mine to command. Who am I? They also tell me, I carried the days of misfortune, equably, smilingly, proudly like one who is used to winning. Am I really then what others say of me? Or am I only what I knew of myself? Restless, melancholic, and ill, like a caged bird, struggling for breath as if hands clasped my throat hungry for colors, for flowers, and for the songs of birds, thirsty for friendly words and human kindness, shaking with anger at fate and at the smallest sickness, trembling for friends at an infinite distance, tired and empty at praying, at thinking, at doing, drained and ready to say goodbye to it all. Who am I? This or the other? Am I one person today and another tomorrow? Am I both at once, in front of others, a hypocrite, and to myself? A contemptible, fretting weakling? Or is something still in me like a battered army, running in disorder from a victory already achieved? Who am I? These lonely questions mock me. Whoever I am, 
You know me. I'm yours. Oh God, dance with me. Here we are again. We've done this dance before. Maybe a variation of the cha-cha. The running man. Maybe a slight twist on the pop lock and the robot. We've graced the linoleum. The hardwood. We've donned the cardboard before. And we will spin. And flare. And groove. And flip. And embrace one another in rhythmic acts of love again. Just as poetic as we did in 92. And in 65. And in other generations before us. We've been here before, and we'll be here again. Until you see us. Until you acknowledge that we belong on the same dance floor. Because we've just as, if not more creative than you. But this is not a competition. It simply is life. It's the music that pulsates in our hearts. It's basketball through hoops in Mr. Robinson's driveway. It's our neighborhood grandmother singing hymns of Jesus' forgiveness. It's the chucks hanging on power lines over countless numbers of street corners. It's being told not to go back to the country where I came from. It's chalupas and tater tots and LAUSD coffee cake. It's honey buns and jawbreakers, ho-hos and Twinkies, Chico sticks and bazooka gum. It's two-hand touch football in the streets. It's the streetlights that just came on, so it's time to go inside. It's home. We've done this dance before. We've sweated over countless hours of beats, and we've used the kicks and snares to create beauty from brokenness. We've used brooms and trash can lids to stomp out silent auditoriums filling them with peaceful patterns of movements. We've linked hands with synthesizers and congas, creating sounds of unity. We've done this dance before, and although we're tired, we'll do it again. We'll even create new dance moves to infiltrate the masses with love. Because it's what we do, we persevere. We flicker like candles, but we never burn out. We box with our shadows just to get the footwork and the timing right. We sing like hummingbirds louder and more powerful the faster we flap our wings. We are cassettes that can always reel in our scattered tapes because there's always a pencil lying around. We dance. We move. We live on. Stronger. Louder more loving. We've done this dance before, and we'll be ready to do it again. This really gets me. These two poems were written in different times, but yet they speak the same message in all situations. God's truth is present. Yours, mine, the world's, Bonhoeffer situation, ongoing situation, our situation, our current
thought patterns. All of those things are different, but they point to the same longing. Bonhoeffer himself penned that wonderful poem, Who Am I?, under incredible opposition, oppression, and the ongoing threat of palpable death around each corner. Yet under those circumstances, bleak circumstances, he points us to the everlasting Father. That stark difference there, his final act before he was executed, praying, reaching out to God, it just is amazing. And you could feel that in the poem, the more and more that you listen to it or read it. And I hope I did it justice by reading it to you. I suggest that you seek out that poem and study it. Of course, the second poem that Derek Ongoy penned, which was Dances, in his new book, Letters, it too speaks of the same longing that Bonhoeffer's poem alludes to. But you also have to remember that there was 70 or 80 years difference between the times of these poems being penned. But it's the same situation. It's the same longing. It's the same crying out. Each of us longs to find our identity. You do the same thing. I do the same thing. Every day I'm looking for my identity like I lost a marble. And I love using that example because you always have a friend that's looking for something and that you stare at them and they're going around the room and they're looking for something and they're so intent on trying to find it you're trying to figure out what they're looking for and sometimes you ask them and then the two things that you think they're looking for and what they're looking for are two completely different things. What we have here, in my own opinion, is two authors that are trying to explain to us in words, in beautiful sentences, our longing. Our longing for our God for purpose, for life, for creativity, however you believe. We're always searching for that. And as an artist, what I find beautiful about these poems is it reminds me of my own identity is in Christ. And whatever the circumstances, my identity in him is unchanged. There's a word that I keep coming across every time that I worry now recent days is, Kevin, stop wiggling. And the picture is, of course, you're being planted somewhere and God plants you somewhere and, of course, he digs and he place you, places you where you're supposed to be. But what do I do? I keep wiggling and I keep trying to juxtapose my position and it causes me stress. Stress and wondering and what I'm really supposed to do is just be. And that is the hardest thing for me to do sometimes. Just stop wiggling. And what does that do when we do that? It creates in us or around us a beautiful tranquility in knowing that God's got us. 
And that's really what I wanted to share with you today is that, is God's got you in whatever situation that you are, and his purpose will be fulfilled if you just believe and trust, just as Bonhoeffer did, Ongoy did, I'm doing, and you're doing in our own fallible human ways. 